right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. Hopefully, uh, We hope you guys got a chance to listen to and enjoy the episode talking college football playoff and Big Ten rankings. Uh, here we're getting back to the regular things and getting our preview episode in for the Maryland game. Uh, actually, no voicemails here for this one. Um, but before we jump into things, I almost forgot that it was the time change this past weekend. Were you prepared for that? Man, I'm never prepared for that. I hate that. I don't get why we do it. You know, uh, is there I, a reason why we do it? There was a re. I, I think, don't hold me to this, uh, but I think it had something to do with farming and way back when and all that crazy thing, but obviously now I don't see why it holds any reason for anything. Yeah, well, maybe somebody can message me or whatever and let me know, but you know, I'll have to look it up. I'll just Google it or something, but I don't know. You know, this whole getting dark at 5 o'clock thing is just, yeah, and it hasn't happened yet. It's coming. You know, you know it's getting darker, but ugh, I just I feel like you're waking up. We wake up to dark, and you Get out of work at dark. Yep. No, I I don't like it. I haven't liked it ever since I had kids. <laughs> there you go. Because that's what really gets jacked up is uh, it messes with kids' sleep schedule. My kids were waking up, oh, uh, gosh, like almost an hour earlier than they normally were before this happened. So then when the the transition ha- or the time change happened. They were technically waking up almost around two hours early than normal, and it was just a mess. So, yeah. screw you, time change. And who was it? Was it Ben Franklin? I think maybe it was somebody who had a part of it. Whoever it was, screw you. Yeah, but I like uh, somebody, man. Um, I will say this though: my my solution is just cut it in half. You know when clocks are supposed to change again just do it a half an hour and call it quits you know don't do the full hour just split the time in half just change it a half an hour and then leave it alone yeah no yeah so just, instead of like changing the clock what is it from like let's just say 8 a.m to 9 a.m i think the next time because it's spring forward in the spring or whatnot just change it from 8 a.m to 8 30 leave it alone never touch the clocks again <laughs> yeah exactly yep that way we don't have to try to figure you know the funny thing is on um that very day the next day i forgot to put the clock back in my car i had a a doctor's appointment and i literally thought i was an hour late and i'm just like bolting through my town freaking out and i realized oh crap i'm like man this bugs the heck i always forget my car you know what i mean oh yeah I, i get in my house and i you know and the tv does it on its own now but but everything's like my car is the one thing I keep forgetting. Yep. You need to get one of those smart cars, man. That'll do yeah, everything I, for you. <laughs> I know. Yeah. They, yeah, it tells you the time, tells, you know, changes the time for you. But, um, yeah, pretty crazy. So I'm not used to it, man. Oh, yeah. No, I know. So, but got to man up, got to deal with it, I guess. So. Um, but we will go ahead and just move along and talk about the more enjoyable side of things, the better things, the, be- the finer things in life, <laughs> I guess if you want to call it that, um, Michigan football and they're going on the road. They're taking their n- new quarterback on the road and showcasing him. Uh, in the state of Maryland, as Michigan faces off against Maryland as a 16, currently a 16 and a half point favorite yeah. with the over under set at where to go 45 and a half. Mm, interesting. So uh, I know we'll have lots of different things to say. Lots that can be said about this as uh, Harbaugh is going to be facing off against good old uh, DJ Durkin, Durkin Donuts. He did a fine job when he was defensive coordinator here at Michigan. Uh, One game excluded, I guess we'll go ahead and say that. But uh, 
Uh, he's kind of had a hard time at Maryland. Uh, first years are never easy, but the second year for him has they have been dealing with injuries like crazy, specifically at the quarterback position. Yeah, yeah, specifically for, um, you know, this game is really interesting because uh, Michigan and Maryland have one have uh, uh, something in very in common. Do you know what that is? I'll pose a question to you. Um, they both have coaches that coach at Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, man. I like that. Boom. No, it's pretty interesting facts that I came across, and I did, I don't know if viewers know it, but uh, Maryland and Michigan are the only two programs in the power, power in the Power Five, right? With three or with different quarterbacks to start with three wins this season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So pretty much Maryland is going through exactly what Michigan's going through. Injuries, quarterback changes. We are down to our third quarterback. Yeah. So Maryland's going through the injury bug at quarterback pretty bad, too. So, yeah, it's quite interesting to know that that, that we have a lot in common with them. So and fr- as frustrating as it is, they still, you know, they're going through that. Yeah, I don't know what the talk is over there. I actually kind of stumbled upon uh, somebody who's a Maryland fan, and yeah. I was ho- hoping to – the conversation didn't go very long or very far, but I was kind of hoping to kind of pick their brain about, like, okay, I-, I know you guys are having a rough year, but, you know, how are people reacting to it? Because, really, if people are getting mad at DJ Durkin, that- that'd be a rough spot to be in because it's just like you put you put that on any coach where you – it's your second year and you've lost that many quarterbacks and you have not had great recruiting classes and you're not a quarterback coach Mm because he's more defensively minded, obviously being a defensive coordinator. Uh, So I'm, I'm just kind of curious that situation. So, yeah. Yeah. And you know, they, like you, like I said, this is, this is going to be really, really interesting because what's going on is, you know, obviously the injury bugs hit Maryland, so they're rotating quarterbacks right now. But um, he has not said that. I'm trying not to butcher his name. What Borton Slagers uh, is a game, game time. I think I did pretty good there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think he's a game time decision, which is really interesting because if he plays, the guy is really, really dynamic. He's a very good quarterback. Uh, they need him. I think he's thrown ten touchdowns. Um, uh, in fact, I think he was the reason why, uh, Maryland beat, uh, Texas and a big reason why. And so that'll be interesting if they go with Brian Brand, you know, he's okay. He's not great. Um, the Maryland's in trouble, but if, you know, I think they really remember Borton Slagers hurt his, uh, hurt his shoulder. I believe in the, in the Texas game, the very first game, it was a great win for Maryland and, and Durkin and, uh, so he's nursing. He's been nursing that all year, all season. And if he starts, that'll be big. But I don't know, man. It's that's not definite. But uh, he's holding out. So he's not giving the A OK on him. So. Yeah, that um, I've heard a little bit with that too. And it's kind of one of those things where it's just like, okay, he knows what he's getting into with Michigan. Yeah, and he knows what he's going into with that defense. That quarterback's going to get hit. So it's like, do you, you put him back out there for that? Yeah, um, I would, that would be me. He's he's your future. I mean, he's a great, great kid, great player. It's, yeah, so I wouldn't do it. Um, I probably would not either. Um, but to go over some general information, um, I mean, people are well aware with Michigan, you know, sitting at 7-2. and two. Maryland is at four and five. Uh, their points, obviously, when you're looking at a non-500 team, are not the greatest because they're uh, putting up 29.9 or averaging 29.9 points a game, which is actually ahead of Michigan at 27.1. But their opponents are putting up more than 36 a game, and while Michigan's holding teams to under 18 points a game right so the maryland defense not a lot to uh write home about um and they have 
I had the information about rushing. Uh, they've been things have been relatively even for the uh, rushing. Uh, average yards are actually the same between Maryland and its opponents, and the number of rushing yards that they allow mm-hmm. are the same. So where the team actually gets burned is in the passing game. Yeah. So I'm liking this matchup. I like that it's a rogue game. I like that they're known for giving up passing opportunities. So I'm hoping that this will be a good time to uh, get more of Brandon Peters out there, get him a little bit more comfortable, get more interaction with his uh, receivers, um, and just get things – and not not to go away from what we're looking like we're good at because we're good at running. Um, not to really get away from that, but just to get an opportunity because, I mean, even like I mentioned in the other episode, um, Michigan was doing so good running and everything that you can't really ask a cold quarterback to go in there and throw the ball too much because you haven't been throwing it because you haven't needed to. Right, right. So against yeah. a defense like this, I think we'll see something different. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, I like you said, Maryland's defense isn't very good, but um, you know they got a they got a couple good players. I mean, they got uh, the DJ Moore. He's like one of the top. You know, he's a really good receiver. In fact, you know, I think he's pretty close to breaking the single season reception record for Maryland. I mean, he is. He's he's got 59 receptions. He only needs 19 more to break it. So. I mean, I think they're going to look to him, and it'll be interesting to see who's on him during this game because he's a game changer. Um, that's why, uh, I mean, I think he's got like eight TDs so far, which is really, really good, and 820 yards receptions. So really, really good player. Um, one thing about the Maryland Terrapins, I have to give it to them. They have probably, they do have the number one, the toughest schedule in the country. And you got to give it to Durkin, man. The guy's not shying away from uh, tough games. Uh, you got, and he's done not bad. Um, they're at the top, and the one, the team right under him is Notre Dame. And so, I got to give it to Durkin, man. He's going to have his team ready uh, to play us. But uh, I give, I got so much respect for the man just because he, you know, obviously wears he. He, he's coached here, and he did well here. And um, I think he, he'll turn this team around. You know, it's just too bad he lost his uh, quarterback. His quarterback really moved the ball with him quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, they got some good players. They got you know, the running back, Ty Johnson. He's really, really good. He's, uh, he's about ready to break. He'll probably be the 13th player in Maryland history in rushing yards. So he's really good, too. So um, I think. The coaching staff knows that. I think they're going to be honed in on those two, two guys right there, and see if they can stop them. So, yeah, Johnson, absolutely, he's a name that you'll you've uh, heard if you've watched any of their previous games. Uh, yeah, they had you talking about their schedule and everything. I didn't know that's exactly where it was ranked, but they had one of the most br- brutal oh, yeah. uh, three game stretches there, where they had three losses because they played. At Ohio State, then they played Northwestern, which is currently ranked right now, um, and then they played at Wisconsin, and before that, they hosted UCF, which is a uh, ranked team, and then they played at Texas, which, I mean, Texas is kind of what Texas is right now, but, you know, still not an easy thing, especially at Texas, yeah. so yeah, that was, a wild, that was a wild game. Did you watch any of that? Oh yeah, I watched it and watched the. It was amazing to see how well Texas defense can stop at all, and Maryland had their number. It was it, obviously it was the it, that that was a game of really no defense, <laughs> a lot of <laughs> offense going on in that game. I don't know, it was like forty five. I don't know, fifty one forty one. Right, yeah, and that quarterback for Maryland was really good because he's he he isn't very big, but he's got uh, he's got wheels man and you get a you get a quarterback that can you know option out and really do some good uh, fake handoffs to the running back and then do that well he did that and i think that's why 
Durkin's probably going, dang, you know, I miss her. But, you know, you get a quarterback like that that likes to do that, he, they're going to get banged up. So, um, but uh, he'll be back. Yeah. Yeah, and that, uh, if I'm trying to remember back to it, because it was just an electric game, I think they had multiple, what was it? Was it pick sixes or blocked punt returns or blocked kick? Something crazy um, where it was uh, special teams touchdowns or defensive touchdowns and, and, like, just back and forth and all sorts of crazy. So that that was one of those entertaining games to watch, and you never knew who was going to win just because it was back and forth. But uh, talking about now and everything, um, you mentioned some of their highlight players um, and things like that. They do have the tendency to uh, force a lot of fumbles. Yeah, on the turnover margin, they're like one of the best. Yeah. Ten, yeah. So that is uh, something to point out, and not exactly turnover uh, topic here, but Michigan has still continued. I had the number, I think, from last week, and I don't know where I put it, but they have continued to have problems with the uh, penalties. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it is just becoming well, number one. We're number one, right? In Big Ten penalized. Uh, yeah, I, I think without a doubt. But yeah. just the number of penalties each game. And it, those things can make or break it. This game, I'm not so much worried about. You know, we're talking about um, Maryland. I mean, not to take them lightly or anything like that. But, you know, when you get into those games like Wisconsin and Ohio State, that's more of where you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> you know, yeah. you you can't afford some of those things. And especially kind of how we what we saw with um, the Ohio State game last year, where some penalties were pivotal in that game. So, and uh, when we played Wisconsin last year, how close that game was. I mean, if you have two minute penalties in a game like that, that's going to be a game changer as well. Right. So. Well, you know, Maryland right now, Durkin's got the team actually playing well with, despite all the injuries. Um, they are number, I believe they're ranked fourth in the Big Ten Conference in, in offense. So, basically... When Maryland scores thirty points, Durkin is nine and two. When that happens, so I feel Maryland's going to be hard pressed to score that many against Michigan. Um, but uh, yeah, it gets a real dicey with you know all four of those victories. You know that um, the Terps have had; they've scored over thirty, so at least thirty points. So we got to keep them under that. <laughs> Yeah, I think that'll be something that the defense will be able to handle. So, Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the defense, I mean, we already talked about in the uh, recap episode of the last game, but Gleek uh, Hudson, uh, Devin Bush, uh, the defensive line, just guys uh, playing really well right now. Uh, good defensive calls. I know that uh, Minnesota was slowly able to put up. 10 points. They got that late uh, field goal. Um, I think the defense will do well against Maryland, even if that quarterback does come into play. I really don't think that they're going to do that. Not against, not with the season where it's at and not for the first game coming back against Michigan. I don't see it. I could be wrong. I mean, maybe he, he was almost ready for last game and they just didn't have it back then. I, I haven't been keeping up on it for like a day to day basis, but um but the, uh, I don't know, the thing that I've always kind of been wondering and putting out there and everything, and I don't I don't know about this game. Uh, where is it? Because, yeah, you were talking about how well they have been scoring, mm -hmm. uh, even though they have been losing. It's just like, would this be the lowest amount of points that they've scored is 10. They've had a 14-point game and a 13-point game. Kind of like, you know, is there any potential where there could be because I'm looking at these defenses, yeah, uh, Wisconsin's a good defense, Ohio State's a pretty good defense. Uh, any chance in there being a potential shutout? Hmm. Serving wow. Durkin with his own donut. <laughs> um, Boy, that's a good question. I mean, can, are we capable of shutting them out? I, 
Yeah, I mean, very much so. I I, I would say if they had uh, an important Slager in there, no. I mean, just the guy's too dynamic. He's a great quarterback. But with Brand in there, um, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, that might be a possibility with this team. I mean, our defense is rolling, doing really, really well. We did great against Minnesota, the quarterback, and, and pressuring them. And Minnesota is similar in a way to the way we played um, Minnesota. And so, you know, I could see – I could possibly see Michigan playing, you know, shoot, uh, put, putting up a, sh- a donut. <laughs> I like saying that though. <laughs> Hearst donut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's pot. They definitely could do it. I don't know if it's really going to happen. I mean, it always kind of seems like there's somewhere in there that somebody kind of breaks through. There's that play that uh, gets yeah. thrown in there that's a little unexpected, where they might they might get into field goal range or. Uh, something like that. Granted, their field goal uh, success, uh, 60%, not bad, but not the greatest. Um, Going back a little bit, I know how I was saying that. I know a lot of people were talking about, oh, we want to see Brandon Peters pass more. Why didn't Brandon Peters pass more in that game against Minnesota? I wasn't too – yes, I'm I'm in that crowd where it's been like, oh, yeah, it would have been nice to see. I don't know if I would go around really necessarily saying I was complaining about it, Um, but – you know, I'm also not that worried that it didn't happen because here we are yet again with another game that Brandon Peters could do it, and maybe it's a better opportunity for him to do it uh, against a team that doesn't do a crazy amount with uh, interceptions. Actually, they have the reputation of being worse at uh, throwing interceptions than catching interceptions. So I... uh I'm pretty comfortable with Peters coming in here, and as long as the offensive line does not allow what happened last game to happen very often where Peters gets laid out, um, I think everything will do okay. Like I mentioned before, he has been uh, he did well in his first game, and he did pretty well in the second game. He did hold on to it for a little bit, but nothing was you know crazy long. That was just an offensive line meltdown. Uh, when he got hit, but if he continues to keep getting rid of the ball three seconds or less, uh, there's not going to be a lot of opportunity for any, uh, many people to hit him. Right. So, and I'm going to make uh if you don't mind me interrupting, um, no, go ahead. I, I just want to kind of, uh, say that, well, what the, the, the quarterback against Texas was Pergrome. That was the quarterback that got hurt. In the in the game, it played really really well. One Borton Slager, Borton Slager actually has played uh, pretty well. He he's the one that got hurt in the Rutgers game. So and he had he had 150 yards, one TD. So Pagrom is the one who led Maryland pretty much with 175 yards passing and two TDs. And you know, Pagrom had 64 yards running too. So yeah, so Pagrom's the one who's actually the really, really good quarterback, but he's hurt. But uh, uh, Borton Slager is the one that got hurt in the Rutgers game, and they're hoping to have back, but not. So, But we'll see. Yeah, Just clarification. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good to mention. Uh, something that I will go with here is actually kind of the Achilles heel to Maryland. Um, something in there with their stats and everything. Maryland third down conversions. Uh, they're converting just a little bit above 32%. Michigan is right in that wheelhouse, converting just over 32%. Michigan only allowing, uh, not even allowing 25% for their opponents. This is where Maryland is getting killed, essentially, is they cannot get people off the field because they're allowing almost 50% for third downs. Yeah, that's awful. I have not seen that <laughs> with uh, another. I have not. I don't think I've seen a number above thirty. No, we've had some like thirty-six, maybe thirty-seven, but that's like ten percent higher, I believe, than any opponent that Michigan has gone up against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, and that's yeah, that's where I think Michigan's got the advantage right there. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're not a bad team. They're not good, but they're not bad. But uh, I mean, they got like eight interceptions so far on the season, which is really not bad. 
pretty good good stat there. So, you know, I think this will be an interesting test. I think this is a great test for Peters. Mm-hmm. I think it's a perfect time for him to be on the road in a semi, semi-hostile semi environment to, like we're saying, a lot of people wanted to see Peters throw more. I didn't think this was the game to do it because of the weather was terrible. Um, and I think, this, you know, I don't know if anybody's seen the weather, but uh, I think Maryland's going to be all right. And I think you're going to see Peters throw a little bit more. I mean, this basically comes down to is can this offensive line hold a little bit a little bit longer for Peters, you know, to go through his progressions and throw the ball. And, you know, he can't take sacks like that anymore. I mean, we're going to lose Peters too, and we're going to have to either – and then wh- what will happen? You're going to see a corn come back in, and then that's, wh- that's how you're going to see it. So this – no, uh, you're gonna see Wilton Spate, man. He's gonna be risen again. He's I go. Gonna, you're gonna make a full circle around, right? Yeah. <laughs> just, just, hurt, 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 hurt. Come back around, Wilton Spate. <laughs> just back into the rotation. Right, uh, but yeah, for those of you who haven't heard, supposedly Wilton Spate might be uh, not back in the games or anything, but back being able to play before the season has ended. So who knows if that's like the last week or whatever. But anyways, I don't think we'll have to worry about that because I think things will go well with Peters, but continue. Well, just, yeah, I think, you know, they're going to have to, I would like to see Peters throw a little bit more and, and hopefully the line blocks better. I mean, that's, this comes down to really, we're Maryland's really going to have a tough time even remotely beating this Michigan team. If can block a little bit longer and I'm not saying four to five seconds, I'm talking, even three seconds a little bit longer for Peters to get that ball off. I mean, in the passing game. And I think Peters, I think Peters is a great quarterback. I just do. I think he's got the moxie and he has all that. If he had more, a little bit more time, I know Wilton Spate and O'Corn never, they held the ball too long. Um, that's, there's times where they just, they need to get rid of the ball and they didn't. Peters, you know, he can't take hits like that. So, but uh, I like his throwing motion. I like his mechanics. Um, but I think this is probably another game where we're going to run all over him. <laughs> it's just, you know, I, it's, it could be one of those games where Higdon's just rolling. He's doing so well. And Evans, the change of pace back. And to see those two guys just uh, pound the ball is going to be cool to see. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, I looked at the weather uh, you're right. As of right now, it looks like it'll be fine. It says zero percent uh, precipitation. There is rain on Sunday, so who knows if that might move up? Because here it is, still the middle of the week, so things could shift forward or backwards. Um, hanging around somewhere, probably forty degrees, so could be ideal situation to be able to get them in their passing. I I think I can. I kind of say pretty much know that they're going to do more passing than they did against Minnesota. I'm not going to say that's huge, crazy, substantial, a ton, but, uh, I mean, it's, uh, you you got to imagine that they're going to put it out there and get him more comfortable and everything. So, uh, something that I was going to mention before we kind of went on that little tangent there, um, talking about the third down conversions, that number is also reflected in the first total first downs. Because Maryland's only sitting at 163. Their opponents are at 221. Oh, so yeah. that's almost 60 more first downs that they're allowing for their opponents. Um, I uh, Hold on. Let me make sure where we're at with time. Okay. Um, uh, no. No. I'll save that for later. So with uh, we've talked a little bit about Michigan. If if something kind of goes crazy, where could Maryland cause the most problems for Michigan? Would you say? I, I I'm not. I always say you know you got to take every opponent seriously, and so not to say that there's no way Maryland's going to win. But how could Maryland make this a difficult game for Michigan? Well, like I said, I think Maryland's. Um, <clears throat> I think I said they had eight. Uh, total interceptions. They have actually ten, so they're on pace to 
do more than that. And I think they, they're really good on the turnovers. They do really, really well. Now, can they capitalize on them is a different story. But, um, I mean, Maryland held, defense held Indiana's you know, Indiana to 73 rushing yards. And Indiana's not a bad rushing team. And so that could ca- cause a little bit of problems for Michigan. And right now, Maryland knows that Michigan is a one-dimensional team at this moment. We haven't seen a lot of the passing. I think Peters is the best quarterback for the system. But they know that he's new and he's young, and they're going to try to apply pressure. They're going to watch that Minnesota game and then try to rock them and get them out of the game. I mean, not trying to be morbid, but (laughs) they're going to try to really get him rattled and – just tee off on the running game. And I think, you know, maybe that's where the defense is going to expose us. You know, one thing I think Minnesota did wrong was not continuing the passing game, even if their passing game is weak. I think Maryland needs to do that against us. I don't think they're going to be able to run on us. We're just too difficult to run on at times. And Maryland's going to need to pass the, the ball to expose our secondary. They just are. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think that was good to bring up where uh, Mich- uh, Michigan, sorry, Maryland's defense has definitely been stronger on the uh, rushing side. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the thing, too, where I feel like you're going to see more of the passing game uh, just because it will be more successful against their weaker secondary. Um, and... For Michigan, I mean, we've talked about the defense. We've talked about the running game being so successful. But this is a different opponent compared to Minnesota, like we said, about how uh, Maryland is stopping some teams' uh, running game. So what do you think from this game will be Michigan's greatest success? Is it going to be the defense? Is it going to be, maybe if you want to get more specific, like the secondary linebackers is it going to be the rushing game again uh yet again this week for three weeks in a row uh what do you think i think it's going to be the rushing game i think that's what we're identity is uh you know i could have said you know it could be on the special teams but i think our special teams is struggling uh, dp pj and ambry thomas and having a little bit of struggle on getting open and running the ball and the punt returns and the kick returns uh, I think Nordine is struggling a little bit on just uh, simple, you know, PATs and field goals, and uh, <clears throat> so I'm gonna discount that. And you know, I think you can see Peters having some success, but I think we're gonna run all over this team. I know. Look, Maryland's held. Uh, look, their defense has been improved every year. I mean, they went from 2016 from 214 yards allowing rushing to two you know 178 74 175 rushing within a couple of years that's great improvement um so i think maryland's strong suit is in their rushing defense and holding uh i think they held four teams so far under 100 yards this this year so i think they're going to key off on our running game and uh, but i you know what i just don't think i, I Michigan, I think it's they're they're going to wear them down, and Michigan's going to run all over them, and and you know we could have big plays, and I just don't think Maryland has the offense to to catch up to that. I think it's going to be similar to the Minnesota game. I do. Yeah, no, I, I agree uh, that I think their offense is just really going to struggle. It's hard not to say that the highlight for Michigan is going to be the. Um, <laughs> The defense uh, with how they played last week and Kalik Hudson and the other players that I mentioned even earlier. Um, So I think I'm going to actually say that this is going to be a game where it's going to be the passing game that is going to be kind of like the highlight and everything. Not saying that the rushing game is not going to be good. Um, but I, I do think that with this uh, Maryland issues with the secondary and things like that, um, that they'll just be able to capitalize because the running game will be successful enough that then when they do choose to pass and everything, it'll be opened up and that, you know, receivers will have lanes 
uh, there'll be uh, good per- uh, completion percentage and things like that. So I'm. <sighs> you think Jim Armo is going to come out and just say, "Hey, you know what? Let's change it up a little bit. You know, our identities in running. Let's start throwing the ball and throw throw Maryland off." Uh, a little bit. I mean, Jim Harbaugh loves to run the ball. So (laughs) like that's, that's uh, that point there. But I, I've been saying that they're going to throw it more than last week, but yeah, I think, I think that the passing game will be kind of a, a highlight. I'm not necessarily saying that it's going to be the end all be all for Michigan this week, but right. Um, Oh, go ahead. No, I agree. I mean, even Maryland, you know, you got to be careful with Maryland. Their special teams is really good. They, you know, we got a good some good punt returners. So on that side of the ball, so um, uh, yeah, th- those are certain things you got to just be very, very careful with this team. Um, it, right now, Maryland special teams is ranked seventh in the country. That's pretty dang good. So. Uh, that might be something that could burn Michigan if we don't not careful if we don't uh, aren't disciplined about and um, just you know the, that's it's a pretty good team when it comes to certain aspects they they're very weak in other areas but special teams they're pretty good at so yeah that could uh, the, yeah I was gonna say I think that was part of the thing with the Texas game maybe that's what it was maybe it was a couple of return touchdowns. I remember yeah, they lead Big Ten in um, special teams. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I guess I uh, go ahead here and move into locker or dump it. We'll discuss some with that, and then we will go into predictions, and we will wrap up with some of the other things that will be going on in the conference for this coming weekend. Um, lock it or dump it. You ready for this, Craig? I'm ready. All right. Uh, again, Michigan are being the 16.5-point favorite over under 45.5. Michigan this week will have more passing touchdowns than rushing touchdowns. All right. Read that one more time. Michigan will have more passing touchdowns than rushing touchdowns this week. I'll say dump that. All right. Sorry, I was pulling up a stat to check out here. So let's see. Last week they had four rushing touchdowns and one receiving touchdown. So uh, you went ahead and dumped it. I am actually going to go oh. ahead and lock it. Oh, do it. I know. Hey, I've been talking about how I think things are going to be interesting for the passing game this week. Like I said, don't go crazy, people. It's not going to be like – I don't think it's going to be historic like that. Like the running game was last week against Minnesota. That was a historic night for two running backs to have that many yards and everything. So I don't anticipate quite the repeat, and I don't expect the opposite where the passing game is going to go all crazy. But um, here's another one then. Hang on, where'd it go? Oh, I had this. Uh, I was trying to find the yards per game. Here we go. Got it. All right. Uh, 400 yards. Michigan has broken 400 yards do, 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 four times. No, I'm sorry, five times this year. Uh, Florida, Cincinnati, Purdue, and then the past two weeks. Okay. That, me? that was me. Sorry about that. There was a little sound that popped up. Um, so five games over 400 yards, they will keep it rolling here against Maryland. So the question, uh, the question or the locker dump in Michigan will break 400 yards once again this week. I'll lock it. Lock it may as well and go ahead and double lock it because I will be right there with you on that as well, because we talked about how they have, a struggling defense. I almost want to put Michigan will. No, no, I'm not going to bump that 500 yards. That's pushing it. That's pushing. This isn't, uh, this is locker dump it. This isn't push or pull. Um, 
All right. Uh, and then the last one, I think you'll find this one kind of interesting and everything because we've talked about this issue for the entire season for Michigan. Uh, and this is Michigan will have less than seven penalties for this game. So six, <laughs> five, four, three, two, one, zero. They will have less than seven, and they have been averaging over seven for each game. And I don't know exactly what the uh, breakdown is per game. Do they have it? Oh, maybe they do have it. Uh, d- 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 yeah. They had nine against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. They had two relatively decent weeks with uh, Penn State and Rutgers, actually, uh, six and three. Then they had that crazy one against Indiana, which was 16. But then their first five games were seven penalties a game. So wow. are they are they going to start moving in the right direction again, and are they going to bring it below seven for this week against Maryland? No, nah, I'm dumping that. No. Dump it. Michigan man, they just don't like Michigan. Mister Negativity. Yeah, I know. It's true, man. They just have. I don't know what it is, man. Just there's certain penalties. It's unbelievable. There are some of them that are um, warranted, obviously. Of course. Uh, But then you have the crazy thing that happened with (sighs) who got thrown out. Yeah. Oh. uh... Oh shoot, um, Metellus was it? Yeah, that's that's who I wanted to guess. Yeah. Uh, the name is escaping me, but that's who I think it was. When he just stepped in and he basically didn't do anything, he just got in a player's face and then yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I am. I'll actually go ahead and lock that though because I think I mean you know six penalties, not bad. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and say that they can do that because they did it against Penn State and Rutgers. So maybe this Minnesota game, they can, or after that Minnesota blunder for penalties, they can get that back on track. So, all right. So that was lock it or dump it. And then, of course, we have to go into our final predictions. Craig, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll do it. Let's all do right. it. I'll hand it off to you then. All right. You got Michigan going to Maryland, so that'll be a great game. We got Dirk and Donuts. We got uh, some connection there with them. Great coach. Um, uh, Michigan's been uh, rolling pretty good with the running game. It's been amazing. Our identity is in the running game, obviously. We're we're blocking well with that. We're still struggling with the pass blocking. Um, I think that might change, like you were saying, a little bit. I think we might pass a little bit more with Peters to open up the running game even more. You get those. You get if you get the passing game going, you get the more holes. And I think Higdon is just Higdon is. I think he's on pace to even almost uh, uh, be on pace with uh, Saquon Barkley in running and rushing yards. So that's pretty amazing. So Hignan is really balling out and seeing Evans in there as you change your pace back and having those open holes that he's so quick to get through. Um, I see Michigan uh, struggling a little bit on the special teams. The defense doing really, really good in this game. Uh, I have Michigan 38, uh, Maryland 17. You're an idiot. Guess exactly what you did. No, you're just so freaking close, though. Um, yeah, I I am going to. Oh, actually, sorry. What was that? That was thirty-eight to seventeen, right? You said. Yep. Okay. Yep. I forgot to write that down. Um, yeah, I uh, I'm really close there with you on some of that. I think that um, uh, I do think that of it a little differently where I think that the passing game is going to be more of a highlight this week uh, just because of who the opponent is and having better weather and that emphasis of, okay, come on, let's give this kid a chance because there's going to be a time. I honestly believe there's going to be a time where he's going to have to win with his arm, not carry the team and everything, but he's going to be in crunch time. So you may as well give him an opportunity to get more comfortable with that. Um, I think that, uh, there will be some higher stats for the passing game. I don't know if it will be more touch. Uh, I already said that. I think that um, there will be more passing touchdowns. I think that the yards will be more even this week, um, even with our successful running back group. 
I think they'll be uh, they won't be as lopsided as they were before. Uh, Brandon Peters and company coming in and getting it done with uh, four touchdowns, and then oh yeah, four touchdowns and then three field goals during the game. Uh, nice long one uh, from Nordine uh, at some point in the game, and they'll go ahead and put up 37 and hold Maryland to 10. So oh, yeah. we were we were pretty close there because you had 38-17. As soon as I th- heard you say 38, I was like, dude, come on. Come on. <laughs> um, but, no, uh, so 37 to 10, uh, Maryland still being able to put up a few points there on the defense. Yep. So, yeah, good stuff. Getting more comfortable with saying that the offense is going to score more points. Yeah. Yeah, look out for um, look for the one Maryland player. I think they're going to give the ball a lot, too. He did. He was really, really a great running back. That's Ty Johnson. So, Ty Johnson's their key guy in this game. They're going to give him them, feed him the ball a lot. So, um, he the guy was, you know, I think he almost set a Maryland record last last year so. Uh, they'll give him the ball quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. That um, I remember hearing his name quite a bit. Saw him in the uh, reading and watching some of the film and everything. Also, to uh, you had the other players that you highlighted, but other things going on the in the Big Ten to highlight things happening this weekend. Uh, relatively big matchups too. Two of them because uh, other things happening this weekend is Michigan State at Ohio State talked about that game. Oh, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, that was the other episode that we talked about that. But Michigan State uh, 12, Ohio State 13. Ohio State, here's some crazy stuff for you, is right now a 15.5-point favorite. Wow. And that's a noon game for you right there. Penn State trying to rebound from two losses in a row, two consecutive losses. They are sitting at 14, and they are hosting Rutgers, and they're a 31-point favorite noon game there as well. The battle of the – I don't want to say losers, but the battle of the bottom dwellers (laughs) in (laughs) Indiana is going to Illinois, both uh, winless in the Big Ten. Indiana is the favorite team by nine points. I honestly think that Indiana will go in there and probably easily win that one. Yeah. Did, you ever, Ellen, did you ever think Indiana would be worse than Rutgers? I mean, wow. No, did you ever think that we were going to be tied with Rutgers, like almost halfway yeah. into the conference play? <laughs> I know. Ugh, boy. Okay. Um, but, 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 yeah, they've they've got tougher games to play as well. Because so. they've got Penn State, and I think and they play Michigan State. Yeah. And I can't remember who their third game is. But uh, last noon game on the list is Nebraska going to Minnesota, where Minnesota is two-and-a-half-point favorite, uh, seeing if the Gophers can bounce back from their loss last week. Then you have uh, 3.30 Michigan at Maryland, where Michigan is a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. Other 3.30 game is Iowa going to Wisconsin. Number 20, Iowa going to number 8, Wisconsin, coming off of that big win against Ohio State. Uh, but Wisconsin, which mm-hmm. I'm still not convinced is that great, but it's not yep. the easiest thing to play uh, them in Madison. And also, Iowa has is a three-loss team this year, so I'm wondering how consistent they will be. Wisconsin is the 12.5-point favorite for that game. And yeah. the night will wrap up. Bad. Wisconsin's tough, man, at home. Yeah, for sure. Uh, But then, this is kind of the weird thing, too. Uh, The night will wrap up with the 7 o'clock game of 25 Northwestern hosting Purdue, where the ranked team is only a four-point favorite. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. Wow. All right. Well, that's that's that, I guess. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, there you go. And that's that. Yeah, let's see if um, Michigan can hold Maryland to a Durkin donut. Yeah, that that would be interesting. I, I'm not really banking on it, but I know that, like like we said, it's definitely possible. It's likely that's a little different, but it's definitely possible. Right. And uh, we've been seeing the uh, 
offense produce more, and so we're at, uh, hoping to see that climb a little bit higher this week with Maryland and keeping things still in the 30-plus uh, point range. So anything else to add before closing thoughts, Craig? No, looking forward to this game. It's going to be a good game. I mean, good game for Peters. I, I hope he comes out strong, does really, really well. So. Yes, absolutely. A lot of people will have their eyes on him yet again this week because they still have not seen all that much from him. And no. Let's get that old line to block a little bit longer. Just a tad bit. You don't have to do five seconds, but just block a little bit longer. Get Peters to throw. think he'll do well. So, But, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Perry's back in this game. I don't know if he is. They're missing Perry, so he is that slot guy. So that might be another reason. But Sean Lee was in there at that position. So, um, But we'll see We'll see what, who his go-to guy is. You know, I think it's still the tight ends. You know, and maybe the tight ends get a lot of more passes this game. So, yeah, tight end. Yeah, that's the group right there. Guys yeah. doing a good job. And yeah, and then we'll see what happens with Walker and everything. I haven't heard uh, specific updates, and I don't know if they've given that yet. But uh, we'll see when it comes to Saturday. Uh, we will finish things off here. Uh, let you guys know that you can contact us, Blue Brothers Sportscast at Gmail dot com. Uh, voice or the Twitter accounts are at Blue Bros underscore Caleb or at Blue Bros underscore Craig. Uh, we're on there every single day. And the voicemail, which I know we didn't have any for this episode, but I know we will have some coming up because everybody likes to talk about the games afterwards. Uh, so we'll see what they have to say after Maryland. Call 551 258 3276. Easy to remember, 551-BLUE-BRO. We thank you guys for always tuning in. If you guys have been longtime listeners, we thank you for sticking with us. If you are new and have not been listening with us that long, we appreciate you just as much because things are ever-growing and ever-changing with us, and we love talking with the fans. Until next time, go Blue. Go Blue.